Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this here program, and uh, we thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning. Uh, Chris Woodward's not here today. Not here today. He's normally here on Mondays. Mm -hmm. Uh, And your team, Fred and... And we uh, are getting ready for tomorrow. Big day. It's a big day tomorrow. Uh, keeping you up to we date We even have today. a pregame meal scheduled. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, extra energy for the evening starting you, at 6 o'clock. Do you have any o'clock. idea what, what we're getting? Oh, yeah. You want me to get you the <laughs> – Yeah, I'd like, I'd like, it's, I'd it's like to know. Cat- it's being catered in mm-hmm. uh, for our pregame meal, and then we start uh, our kickoff. You like the sports metaphor? <laughs> I do. I'm loving it. We kick off our, our our evening's coverage for Election Day tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central. Central Time, right? That is right. I, and, and we keep going until it's over. I'm going to get you that. I, yeah, let you me that know menu. because I have very picu- I, I'm very picky about what I eat. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. It's oh, got. It's got to be dead. It's got to be dead. That's right. All right, I'm going to take And in some cases, I'll even bypass that requirement. As long Come as here, not, you little thing. As long as it's not faster than me. Hold on, I'm texting Allison and asking her what's on the menu tomorrow. She's not cooking, but no. she's she's helping arrange the, the dinner. I think she has some friends who do this kind of thing for... Oh, do she ever? Does she ever? Yes. Yeah. Those are good friends, too. I, did, I didn't mean for you to, to stop the program. <laughs> no, I think it's important. <laughs> we need to know what's on the menu for tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So I'll find out for you and get you an answer. Hey, that's yeah. right. I, I'd hate to have to bring a bologna sandwich. But uh, we have some, tomorrow's to- not we have some br- tofu for you, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> tofu. Hey, listen, if you put spaghetti sauce on it, I might even eat that. What is – is that like – I've never had that before. Is tofu? that like – I, I think I know what it is. It, isn't it like a little parsley or something? No, no, no. no. Tofu, if you'd had it, you'd know it. <laughs> Why? Because it's... Well, I'll tell you where you probably have had it. Have you ever eaten Chinese food? They have uh, hot and sour soup. I prefer Japanese if I'm going to go Oriental. But okay. Yeah, okay. Chinese, what Well, what like you it? have like hot and sour soup. Uh, they'll usually have little chunks of tofu in it. And it's just, it's one of the worst things in the world. It's really? just got bad texture. It's, you know, have you ever had it? Yes. Do you like it? If you mix it with something. <laughs> mix it with something, then if you mix, that defeats uh, the point. I mean, that's the, that's, I agree with you, Ed. If you got a food, you got to quote mix with something. <laughs> if you got to mix it with something then good, it, just, then just leave that part out. That, that's in the Bible. <laughs> huh? Somewhere. Don't you think that's a, that's a parable? I, I I just I just don't understand I just don't understand those kind of things. Well, yes, the tofu's lousy, right. but if you mix it with something good, right. it's not bad. Well, well no, JJ, it's bad. <laughs> JJ was at, uh, talking the other day about he was attending a wild game dinner. Yes, he goes to many of these wild game dinners. JJ Jasper does uh-huh. as the speaker. 
because JJ does stand up comedy and he does inspiration. He's a wonderful speaker Very to have. Excellent communicator. Yeah. So, but he said one fella brought possum. <laughs> it, okay, cooked possum. It was cooked at least, yeah. right? And to the wild game dinner, but somebody tipped JJ off before he got in line. You know how you get in line like a, like a meal to go down and pick things out. He said, "Watch because if you see something you don't recognize, that's brother brother uh, Tommy because he brings possum every year." Yeah, but JJ said the guy told him you'll know it because it'll be unrecognizable. And it'll be smothered in sweet potatoes. Be surrounded by sweet potatoes. <laughs> to, to which I thought the very same thing. I thought if you've got to smother it in something else, then it doesn't deserve its own it place. It should be on a plate. Bingo. Yeah. Ed, you and I agree on this. We, we agree. We're, we're comrades. <laughs> uh, what's the strangest food in, in Nova Scotia, Canada that they eat, Fred, that uh, we would be this surprised by? Appalled by. The, <laughs> appalled by? Uh, there, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a weed, I'll call it like a seaweed. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, has that been voted on yet though? Voted on? No, weed? I don't think so. Nova Scotia. Weed. A weed. A weed. Cause I don't, you, don't wanna, you really don't want to go down. Not that road. kind of weed. Oh, I'm sorry. Not that kind of weed. Oh, go ahead. No, there's some different, different things. Uh, I mean, fish is big in Nova Scotia. When you're surrounded by water for the most yeah. part, uh, if you don't like fish, you're going to. Starve, starve. Right. You Car- eat a lot of only, tofu. Only so much caribou you can take. <laughs> That's not caribou country, though, is it, really? Not caribou, but moose. Moose. Uh, the moose are on the loose there. And uh, I hit one one time, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's not uncommon, uh, even in places like Maine. Yes. New England. What, what happened? Did well, you, I mean, did you, were you hurt? We were driving along 3 o'clock, pitch black, and... Uh, we're driving along, and I, we're coming up on this curve. It's on the Trans-Canada Highway there in Nova Scotia. And take this turn, and I'm looking over this way towards where a cars bank that's, that where the bank is uh, on the side of the road. And my wife, who thankfully Susie was wide awake, she screamed moose. And I mean screamed. I look up, and I see about 1,500-pound moose in oh. front of me. Fortunately, she was on the run, and I just caught her back elbow, and she kept going. But uh, 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 but to prove it to the insurance later, we were we were fine. Prove it. I still had moose hair in the in the front light and the mirror on the side. That's how close it was. Wow! It could have been a disaster. Oh, it would have wiped you both out. Those things they stand so high. It That's why it, I got her elbow. Yeah, it would have come right in your front window. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember calling my dad shortly afterwards, and my dad said, there's no moose in that part of the of Cape Breton. I said, there's at least one. <laughs> and that's all it took. At least one. So uh, I mean, those things weigh several hundred pounds. I mean. Oh, you're talking 2,000 pounds, not on oh, common. Two. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They're big. They're big. All right, so tomorrow across the country is Election Day. We're going to be here from 6 o'clock Central Time, p.m. Mm-hmm. for, for uh, election night coverage. Right, Fred? That is right. And uh, right off the bat, polls will have closed in some areas. 
of uh, Indiana and Kentucky like an hour before we go on the air. Right. And uh, listening to uh, the expertise of Carl Rove yesterday, I was watching a little bit. He said there'll be early indications even in looking in those results. If the Republican vote is, exceeds that, what it was in 20, in 2020, he says it's going to be a good night for Republicans. He's the kind of guy that reads all the political tea leaves, as it were. And so I'll be watching. But uh, we're going to be watching Senate races. Uh, New Hampshire, uh, right off the bat, we're going to be They'll watching. Be clo- they will be closing. As we go on the air. Right. It'll be 7 o'clock Eastern time zone. And that'll be the first indication because it was supposed to be a safe Democrat Senate seat. Uh, Maggie Hassan, uh, she won that in 2016. Uh, but And this is another part of this election story. She w- she's been opposed by Republican Don Bolduke. Now, he's a U- U.S. Army guy, uh, started a rank as sergeant and uh, worked his way up. He's now a General Bolduke. But he is one of those that the Democrats spent money on believing because he's pro, a pro-Trump guy. Trying to get him to win his primary. Yes, trying to get him to win his primary because they thought that would make it easy for the Democrat. It hasn't worked out that way. And that story is going to be repeated in several locations across the country tomorrow night. In fact, somebody was saying the Democrats spent $50 million to try to put what they thought were unpopular Republicans running against their team. Yeah, they were trying to get to pour money in for MAGA Republicans Yes, to get them to win their nominations, thinking it would be easier for the Democrat to beat a MAGA Republican than what they might consider a more uh, moderate yes. conservative. And it hasn't worked out that way. As of this morning, the real clear politics average uh, has Hassan, the Democrat, up by only one point. That's how close it is. And that's gone back, that's gone, uh, not back and forth in terms of uh, Balduk. Balduk, yes. But he he has closed the gap significantly over the last couple of uh, months. Yes. Uh, and really, the, and the big picture in all of this, and uh, I was telling you guys this morning at our story meeting, I was shocked at, I think, the fairly uh, fair assessment the Associated Press gave uh, to the election uh, 24 hours away uh, this morning. They basically said, the Associated Press, the Democrats blew it. And I, I heard one commentator on the weekend say this, the Democrats went out there and ran on issues that they thought were important versus the Republicans who ran on issues that the voter thinks are is important. Now, uh, issues such as are important. Uh, issues such as the economy. Every poll shows uh, the American people are concerned about the economy. So the Republicans go out and run on that. But, of course, the Democrats had trouble running on that because Biden and company are being blamed for the state right. of our Well, economy. they should be. And, and it's rightly two, so. It's two years into the presidency, and they've had the White House, the the, um, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, sometimes the, well, you know what? It doesn't matter if you make, if you have reasons outside of your control as to why the economy is doing poorly when you're in control of the Congress and the White House in particular. 
because Americans don't typically care for your reasons or your excuses, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, they just credit you or blame you on how, on how they're doing, on how the economy is doing generally and how they're doing uh, individually. That's just the way it is. Well, and when the when things are okay in the economy, right. and they, you know most people who want jobs right. have them that you know that's low inflation and right. all that kind of stuff, then these other issues can be tossed into a race, and people may decide based on that, and they might not blame the party in power and toss a bunch of them out because you know what their lives are okay, but in a situation like ours where everything has gone through the roof and people are suffering. They are going to look for someone to blame. That's human nature. And if you're in, if you're not only in power, but have put forth policies that people intuitively think that's got to have something to do with my energy costs. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, we're going to be talking about here during this program, Joe Biden, President Biden saying, you know, no more coal plants and no more drilling when he makes a speech. Most people are going, now that's you shut down pipelines on day one after you were inaugurated. That's got to have something to do with my high energy and he heating costs and at the pump. And people are going to intuitively associate you, Joe Biden, and your party with those problems. Yeah, it is hard to believe that this weekend, President Joe Biden out campaigning, trying to help his candidates, allegedly, talked about, no, we're, we're going to get rid of all our coal mines. Uh, and then just yesterday, I think it was, he said, no more drilling. Now, if you think we're exaggerating, I want to play this cut for you. It's Joe Biden in New York reversing himself, saying no more drilling and telling California earlier that he's shutting down all the coal mines. You're also going to hear from former Keystone Pipeline worker Neil Cab uh, Crabtree responding. Cut number two. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it, even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. This is one promise that uh, Biden has kept. He has destroyed energy in this country, and I hope that uh, some of the voters will look at the, the candidates there who realize how important energy is in this country and, more importantly, uh, how energy is tied to inflation. Well, you know, on the coal mine front, when Joe Biden said that, uh, Joe Manchin, Democrat senator from West Virginia, went ballistic. He just went ballistic. He said, I, I cannot believe that the president just said that. Do you think Joe Manchin is going to switch parties at some point? I mean, he is he is just he's just not a he's not a Democrat in the sense of where this Democratic Party is and appears to be going. Other than, well, other than he voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, right. he's still a Democrat. Yeah. I mean, he's a moderate Democrat, yeah. but he's still he's still a big spender. Yeah. yeah. A tax okay. and spend guy. But, yeah, but now, but, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, some things he's um, – he, he's, he's, Joe Manchin has helped save our country in, oh, the yeah. la in the last two years. You have to give him credit for that when he's been uh, – against ending the filibuster uh and and uh, which would allow a lot of things that obama wanted to do to be ramrod through congress i mean he has you got to give him credit there yeah. but but he hadn't there's a reason he hasn't switched parties and he's still a big tax and spend uh regulation guy but now when biden starts talking about shutting down uh coal 
that's his people. Yeah. (laughs) If he doesn't stick up for his people in West Virginia, then he'll be recalled. And and Kirsten uh, Cinema on occasion uh, with Joe Manchin have kind of saved the Republic because they just have refused on several occasions to go along with what the Democrats wanted to do. But can you imagine the American people, one of the things they're really upset about is energy prices. And you have the president going out there and saying, no more drilling. Now, publicly, remember, the White House has been saying, oh, yeah, these oil companies, uh, they can drill as much as they want. He says, no more drilling. And then going to shut down the coal mines. Remember Hillary Clinton, 2016, sits down with miners from West Virginia and says, yeah, I'm going to shut down the mines, uh, but we'll give you a good job somewhere else. Yeah. What do you good say, green energy job. What do you say to the Keystone people the first day he was office, Joe Biden? He says, don't worry, we'll give you good good jobs building those uh, yeah. windmills. Yeah. Listen, uh, by the way, you're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. This is what this show's called, Today's Issues. Tim, Ed, and Fred, thank you for listening. If you want to watch on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch our live video stream there, Today's Issues, or you can access our own. Uh, video streaming service, live video streaming service that we own and operate. Therefore, we won't be banning ourselves. Right. Streaming.afa.net. And and people will be able to watch the uh, uh, the program tomorrow night as well on okay. streaming.afa.net. Should we dress up for that? Or? Um, I Let's probably vote will. That. That'd be a no. I, I, I'm saying no. You'd say no. Yeah. I think we need business casual. Okay. Business casual. Okay. Just as long as there's no tie required. I don't think I'm business, with you. I don't think for a business casual there's a tie required. No. And in most people no. thinking. So anyway, there you go. Uh we won't have T shirts on right. tomorrow night. We'll but we'll be dressed appropriately. I, I I'm I might I'd like to wear a T shirt that says no tofu. <laughs> or vote vote out tofu or no tofu. Vote out I'm, tofu. I'm with you right yeah. there, even though I don't know really what it is. <laughs> uh, listen, tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be, I don't want to get uh, ahead of ourselves because tomorrow's the big day and we'll see what the score is at the end of the day. It's a like foregone conclusion that the Republicans are going to take over the house of representatives, which will be the end of any legislative efforts that Biden may have had in the last two years of his presidency. Should he survive the last two years of a four year presidency? Uh, because you can't get anything passed in the, but neither could Obama and neither could Trump. So you haven't been able there, there, uh, a Republican president or a Democrat president hasn't been able to do hardly anything at all through Congress before, because it was so evenly divided. And that'll, that'll be the case. Uh, it's the case now, quite frankly, because of mansion cinema and others. So it'll just mean what this will mean though, will be with the house, if the house flips, Nancy Pelosi, her career will be over as a legislator in, and, in and, January and as a Democrat leader. Yes. In January, although she might bow out before then, uh, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe her, she'll, so she'll be out. Kevin McCarthy will be the new speaker of the house in January and all the chairmanships of the committees, which is very, very important. will flip. Hmm. They'll flip to Democrat to Republican. Uh, you will then begin to see uh, investigations into the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden 
Chinese and, and other business deals that took place while he was vice president that his son uh, benefited from mm-hmm. and whether or not Joe Biden made money also, whether he was the big guy. There's going to be a lot of investigations along those lines by the House of Representatives because Republicans will control it. Anyway, it's kind of a side issue here. I'm just saying uh, it's a big. It's going to be a big deal whether the Republicans take the Senate or not. Uh, the the uh, the big the biggest deal will be the flip of the House. Yes. Tomorrow, but the Senate is also big because it means whether or not uh, the uh, there's a lot of things that that um, uh, the president can still do in terms of uh, federal judge appointments, Supreme Court justice appointments. And some things, uh, you know, uh, appointees to federal agencies that the Republicans, should they control the Senate, like 5248, for example, could block if they wanted to. So it's just going to be a big night. And uh, as you say, Ed, you were talking about the Democrats. A lot of the the Democratic money went into supporting Republican MAGA, Make America Great Again uh, candidates. (laughs) <laughs> the Democrats thought would be easier to beat in a general election. As it turns out now, it's it, it, those those Republicans who they thought were too far to the right to be electable are now very much in the mix mm-hmm. in, uh, did you say New Hampshire? New Hampshire, Nevada, all of these, right. I, I mean, you right. look across so, the board. So it could be, it could, it could be, you're talking about something coming back to bite you. Uh, right. That, that could be. And then going forward, uh, you heard President Biden again, and of course we play his sound bites on a regular basis. The guy's slurring his speech. He's incoherent in a lot of ways. He mixes his talk up. Uh, he is not fit to be. He almost fell off. He almost fell off the stage where he was speaking. I don't know if it was in New York. What did you see that? Yeah. Where he almost. I, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, that's that's going to be a problem. Because I don't, because I don't know. Somebody's got to tell him he's got to go now. If she had any decency, it'd be his wife. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. she she knows. But then uh, the Democrats do the Democrats, they want to stick with him, or do they they want to get a, a new leader? And if they get a new leader, will they get Kamala Harris? Mm-hmm. And yeah. The, huh? Yeah. No. They they are they're in tough shape, and it's and it's an. It's their own doing because they have allowed the party. First of all, they went with Biden because they've, this I'm talking about in 2020. They cleared the field. Cleared the field. Everybody who was running against Biden in the primaries, for the most part, said, okay, I'm bowing out, throwing my support to Joe Biden. We've got to get Trump out of office. So they made that deal. That started in South Carolina. Right. They made that deal knowing that Joe Biden had lost his fastball. Okay, but their main concern was to get uh, Donald Trump out of office, setting aside all the arguments about who did what in terms of the voting. Okay, their plan succeeded, but they made a deal with the devil. They made a deal with the far left of their party. I'm talking about the Bernie Sanders at the time, the Bernie Sanders wing, AOC, those types, the squad. And they said, if you will support Biden, I'm saying this is my impression of what happened behind the scenes. If you support Biden, we will absorb your agenda. 
And all these far lefties are now a significant part of the party. And they can't back out now. If they get destroyed tomorrow, they got to stick with it. They'll double down. Do you think so? What's that? They'll double down. They'll have to double down. They'll double down. But it's interesting because there is a war going on inside the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. And it's about to it's about to be an open warfare. Yeah. Yes. Because the Democrats are more than likely, chances are going to get wiped out all over America tomorrow, even in liberal places. In liberal places, it, yes, it's about the economy. It's also because people are scared to death. Because crime. violent crime is out of control. And the Democrats are the party of no punishment for crime. Right. Yeah. That's how they're viewed. We'll be back momentarily. When you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, if you're looking for a vacation with a purpose in 2023, why don't you consider joining us on one of our spiritual heritage tours? We're going to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and George Washington's Mount Vernon. And then we're also going to Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Those are two separate tours. June and September, we're going to go. And if you'd like more information on these, go to spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Stephen McDowell, the president of the Providence Foundation and a uh, true American historian, will be joining us for both of these tours, and you will be enlightened and encouraged and educated and informed, and you'll be joining Christians from all over America on one of our tours. SpiritualHeritageTours.com is the website. Check it out. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher as, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. It had been a long day in the coal mines for Michael McGuire of Pikeville, Kentucky. He'd been up since 4.30 in the morning. But the Kentucky Wildcats were in town for a scrimmage, and Michael wanted to take his three-year-old son to his very first basketball game. Michael didn't have time to run home and clean up, so he showed up at the basketball arena in his work clothes, covered in soot. Coach John Calipari noticed Michael sitting in the stands, and it brought back memories, good memories, of his own childhood growing up in a coal mine town in Clarksburg, West Virginia, his family's American dream. Coach Calipari snapped a photo, shared it on social media, and of course it went viral, promising to bring Michael and his family to Rupp Arena, where the coal miner and his boy will be treated like VIPs. No doubt, an American dream. You need to read my latest book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing an Asian. It's available at ToddStarns.com. 
For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1.13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Okay, so we'll be here tomorrow evening, everybody. We hope you'll join us starting at 6.05 Central Time or is that 6 o'clock straight up? 6.05 Central Time on American Family Radio. You need to make plans to turn your radio on and our, the app, the FR app, and join us for our election night coverage uh, here on American Family Radio, 6.05 Central Time. Central Time. You can also stream it. You want to watch the video. Yeah, that's stream, right. Streaming.afa.net. Now, uh, I said Central Time, so that means it'll be 7.05 Eastern Time, which are the polls closed, right? In some of the states. Some of the states, yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, we, we do need to let our listeners know that some of these races— I got your food answer, by the way. You okay. Mean- I, I, let me just—I'll just finish this since we're talking about the show, and then I want to I hear about the food. Okay. Uh, some of these races will be so close, we may not know tomorrow night. It may—some may go to a runoff. Pennsylvania, uh, they're predicting already we won't have the final result on that Senate, that Senate race there. But also Georgia. Georgia, the winning candidate has to have at least 50%. Right. And if that doesn't happen, there'll be a runoff December 6th, I think it is. Okay. All right. Now, setting all, all aside all the political stuff, all right, what are well, we Well, I are we think having about tomorrow? 5 o'clock, <coughs> pardon me, 5 o'clock, I don't have COVID, by the way, Ed, so don't worry. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, 5 o'clock tomorrow, we're going to have a pregame meal. Yes, got to get ready. Yes, and so uh, we will have crunchy romaine salad. <gasps> I like salad. I do. Probably with some vinaigrette on there, I'm thinking. Uh, not just romaine salad. Crunchy romaine? Cr- crunchy romaine <laughs> salad. Huh? Romaine's the kind of lettuce we're talking about. Right? Well, I, I understand. Yeah, okay. I eat salads, Tim. <laughs> okay. All right? I don't know what you're implying here. I know, what, I know what different types of I'm lettuce I'm not going to comment <laughs> on there. I, I value our friendship too much. <laughs> to, to, to add any, let's let's add, just drop it. I know exactly. You're going to slip and say it. You I va- eat a you, lot of salad. You value the friendship so much. I know. You don't complain about the Little Caesar boxes outside. It's okay. all, so, I haven't hey. had a pizza in I forever. That's all, that, I just live with this mischaracterization. Can I say it? Okay, so, right, gonna, so crunchy we're going to continue down the, yeah. down the food line here. we got crunchy romaine salad and I think vinaigrette. So you're good there. Right? Oh, yeah. Good starter. Then you got your choices or... Uh, there's no law against taking both of these entrees. Okay. Okay. You got your spaghetti. <laughs> there you spaghetti. go, Ed. Well, uh, l- listen. With meat sauce. That's that's that that's automatic. Up. Okay. All right. So there will be you, that spaghetti is going to be there on your plate, right? My dad would disown me if I asked for <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> All right, but you got to save a little room because there's some poppy seed chicken. I like uh, that. Sure. Poppy seed chicken. Uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah, casserole. Yeah, Ca- casserole form. Oh okay. Um, and then green beans. Oh yeah, I can't with, get enough with, of those. Uh, probably some uh, 
wherever you mix in there some bacon. 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 Yes, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Homemade rolls. And then uh, I don't know if you want to wait an hour, but uh, then there'll be your choice of caramel, chocolate, and strawberry cake. Yeah. Tune in, not- tune in at 6.05 tomorrow night. <laughs> and, and we're all three, asleep. Three guys snoring. <laughs> yeah, but that's a real possibility. That's why we may want to wait on the dessert. That's probably about 9 o'clock or so. But uh, anyway. That's not, that sounds wonderful. That's all the pregame that meal great. tomorrow before we have live uh, coverage here on American Family Radio. Hey, uh, uh, we're continuing on with our news. I wanted to mention this real quickly. Um, a lot of you listen to Sandy in the morning, Sandy Rios, our wonderful uh, morning talk show host for the last 10 years. Wow. From 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time. And, well, Sandy was uh, here at Sheraton a few weeks ago. And said, Tim, I'd like to talk to you. So we had a meeting. And she said, you know, I've been doing this show at 7 o'clock in the morning, Central Time, for 10 years. And I'm, 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 I just can't keep it up any longer. Right. I'd like to move to a podcast for our listeners uh, because pe- most people are familiar now with podcasting. And so she's going to move to a podcast uh, starting um, next Monday, right? Yes. A week from today, Sandy is. So I just wanted people, Sandy told folks about this this morning on the show. So, uh, we, so we're, del- number one, we're sad to see Sandy not doing the, 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 the morning show for very us. popular show. Yeah. Number one, she's the number one podcast now for us, as far as our shows go. Uh, so we love Sandy and she's going to, but she's going to, the good news is even though she's not going to be doing that live, she's going to be doing a daily podcast or as much as she can three, three days a week anyway, with, uh, unlimited time. So she's not going to be bound by uh, one hour, whatever she could. And she's still going to have her guests yeah. on and listen, a lot of people don't realize, I, I, I know it's, they got their lives, our listeners, they, they got their own busy schedules, but a lot of people, our listeners don't realize how much work that show was okay. Now, mm. um, you know, Sandy is a consummate professional. Yes, she is. But she would get, I don't even know what time she would get up in the morning, very early in the morning. And then, you know, getting clips and getting your stories and then going on. And she know, was for, solo. Yes. She didn't like us where we can, you know, take find, a break from talking. A, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at some point she, you know, just said, this is, I'm weary. Yeah. And I don't want to get up in, in the morning. Right, and do that every day. And do that every Friday. day. So, uh, and she's also going to remain our director of governmental affairs. So she has a lot of experience in our nation's capital, Sandy does. So she will continue to represent our ministry, AFA and AFR, in our nation's capital. So right. Sandy isn't retiring, right. per se. She isn't, uh, you know, ceasing to be on our radio airwaves. She'll still be on with us on Tuesdays and be on time to time as a guest commentator but so that's that's what's going to happen jay uh, uh jay christian adams is going to help us uh with some fill-in work many people are familiar with jay christian if you listen to sandy he substitutes for her a lot interim interim basis her own fred jackson is going to be doing fridays mm-hmm. so uh some very familiar voices will be doing that show now then uh like january the 2nd i think it is we are delighted to announce that Jenna Ellis 
the former, uh, I, I think she was an attorney for President Trump. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, uh, the Jenna Ellis show will debut January 2nd. And Jenna is a constitutional attorney. She is uh, well-versed on the issues of the day, much like Sandy. And uh, and so uh, she is very articulate, and we're excited about having Jenna Ellis uh, join our team uh, January the 2nd to take the uh, place that Sandy's been doing for 10 years. So Sandy's not going away. She's just going to podcast. I know we'll miss her voice in the morning, but I think we're going to be uh, equally excited to have a new team member, Jenna Ellis, join our broadcast, and she'll she'll continue the same professionalism that Sandy has. Uh, uh, we've come to expect from Sandy. So, uh-huh. wanted to mention that's some changes that are coming our way here on American Family Radio in the next week and the next uh, seven or in in, in January second, however long that is. You're listening. What is that? Seven weeks. Something like that. Somewhere in that vicinity. You're listening to today's issues. Today's issues on the American Family Radio Network is the name of this uh, show. What's the next story, Fred? Well, we've been talking about the strategy of of the uh, the Democrats in this, and one they, of the they other have things, one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their strategy uh, amongst other, they thought that the former president Barack Obama was going to help them. Uh, he was out there on the weekend saying democracy is is threatened. If you're, if you're voting for Republicans, you're voting to uh, as a threat to democracy. What? What does that even mean? I don't even think people who are Democrats even know. What, what is he talking about? Are we going to be sold to China? Well, I, I heard uh, Bill Maher. I, I don't watch his show, but I will watch. His, he has a show right. on HBO on Friday nights. I will watch some clips. I watched a clip over the weekend of him explaining this very thing. And I think this is this is the narrative because this is what Bill Maher said. He said. And he's a lefty. I, he's a lefty. He hates Donald Trump. He hates Republicans. He's an unbeliever, he's an atheist, et cetera. Um, he said, I believe Republicans are going to win big on Tuesday. Okay. That's number one. Step number one. Step number two is amongst those Republicans who are going to win on Tuesday are a bunch of election deniers and people who supported the January 6th insurrection, quote unquote. Is that what he said? That's what, that's what he said. And he said, and then Trump is going to run for president in 2024, whether he wins or he doesn't. He said, even if Trump does not win, he's not going anywhere because all those election deniers that get voted in tomorrow are going to disallow the results of the election so Trump can can get the gain the White House. Well, Which that's, is that's projecting a whole mental. lot that's into just, the future. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy talk. Yeah. But Bill Maher's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. But he, he really believes what he calls these election deniers will not allow the election results to be certified. Okay. And they will basically put Trump in. And he said, our, he said, our democracy is over. Okay. Well, that at least is a uh, explanation for the end of democracy uh, in America if the Republicans get elected. I don't buy it. Right. But I think people like Obama 
and Biden are not thinking that deep. I think they're just trying to scare yeah. voters into thinking that if the Republicans win tomorrow, they're going to turn this into a uh, totalitarian state, a, a communistic type country that uh, I don't I don't know how I don't know if it's military going to take over. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they mean by the end of democracy. Does they mean no more voting in two years? You know, yeah. I I think it's just trying to scare the independent voter out there who had maybe hadn't been paying a lot of attention until the last couple of weeks about uh, the election. I don't think it's going to work. No. I don't think people are buying it. But the, the Democrats, they don't got anything else. No. You know, they, 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 they don't have anything else to run on. The economy is terrible to run on. You don't run on that. Uh, crime, especially in big cities, is completely, totally out of control because the Democrats have bought into the social justice movement, which says we don't want to punish criminals because they've had a hard life or they're a certain color, so we just need to let them roam the streets no matter how many crimes they commit. That's what Democrats believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not making this up. That's what they believe, and now they're having to pay the price for it mm -hmm. because we're because they – they're letting these hardcore criminals out roam the streets and kill people. Yeah. Right. And, and there's no consequence basically to this kind of thing. And, uh, and so, uh, the Democrats are going to pay the price for it. I was reading in New York city. Uh, and now we'll see after tomorrow, whether the Republican can, uh, what's his name? Zeldin. Lee Zeldin. Okay, I should know. I get 27 emails a day from him. <laughs> even though I don't, even though, huh? I, I'll be glad when tomorrow's over for that reason alone. My, Amen. My mm -hmm. inbox yes. is, is. I'm on a list. I'm on some, oh, somebody's been, list. Oh, me too. Yeah. I've been sold. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we, huh? I, I'm telling you, I'll bet you yesterday, I bet in the last week, every day, maybe, maybe y'all, everybody's experiencing Oh, this. yeah. Yeah. I'll bet you I get half your email. A hundred. No, a hundred. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. No, I know. I get a hundred emails having to do with political races all over the country. Some that I can't even vote in. They yeah. just want money. They bought what happened was they found your email list some way and they bought it. Oh. And the, these politicians and they they anyway. I don't blame them for trying to reach right. people. They're trying to raise money so they can win. Okay, I understand mm -hmm. that. But I will be glad when tomorrow's over. So give my inbox a rest yeah. and my delete finger. Yes. Huh? But anyway, where were we? Oh, in New York, state of New York, the, the uh, governor's race there. If, I know if you don't live in New York, maybe you haven't been paying attention. There's a Republican up there. His name is Zeldin. And he's taking on uh, the uh, Democrat who took over when Cuomo got kicked out. Mm -hmm. Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul. She wasn't elected as governor. She was put in there to finish out the term of Cuomo. Yes. So, now she was lieutenant governor, wasn't she? That is correct. Okay, yes, so she, 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 she had been elected to statewide office. Yes, she was uh, elected lieutenant governor in 2014. Before that, she was actually a member of Congress. Okay. Yeah. So this is a deep blue state, New York. Now, primarily it's because of New York City is, is hardcore Democrat. But there is a real chance they're saying that he could beat her Yes, because the 
people in New York, a lot of them who would typically vote Democrat are going to vote Republican mm-hmm. because they're they're uh, they're fed up with the crime. Yep. In the in the city of New York, the, as I mentioned, the social justice warriors and the, that that way of thinking, especially subsequent to the George Floyd incident, a situation in Minneapolis. Uh, the the defund the police stuff that the Democrats not all of them but a lot of the Democrats signed up for. Well, when you defund the police and that's what you believe in, and you believe in, uh, you don't believe in putting bad guys in in jail or in prison because you don't, don't, they don't have no cash bail. Am I making sense here? Right. Yes. Okay. So when you buy into that then you have to suffer the consequences, the inevitable consequences, which is that these criminals will continue to commit crimes over and over and over and over and over again. That's all they know. That's their life until you put them behind the bars, Uh which is why we have jails and prisons. But the Democrats don't believe in putting people behind bars. So if they're out there roaming the streets, uh, and robbing and pillaging and raping and killing, and it's making news day after day after day after day in New York City. And they're saying, this is what they're saying, that there are enough Democrats now who live in New York who are sick of it. As you said earlier, they don't, what did you say, Ed? Democrats don't want to be. They don't want to be carjacked either. Either. Right. Right. No matter how liberal they are. Right. So uh, they're, they're, they see the city deteriorating, and they're fearful. And so they're going to vote for a Republican, Zeldin, because he says, I'm going to get crime under control. Uh-huh. First thing I'm going to do is fire that DA in Manhattan named Bragg, who uh, who believes in letting everybody, d- doesn't believe in putting anybody behind bars. Uh-huh. So there's a real, what I'm saying is what should be a slam dunk for a Democrat in New York tomorrow is not, is yep. what they're saying. It's going to be close. Yeah, you can't. A Republican cannot win the governorship of New York without New York City. You can't just say, well, I'm going to skip New York City. I'm going to try to get all the other votes. You cannot become governor without New York City, which means if Lee Zeldin does win the governorship in New York, it's because of New York City. Yeah. He, because, he at least split it. Yeah, it, that's right. Now, upstate be, Republicans can do better, typically. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it would mean that... Voters in New York City, again, primarily Democrat. I think registered Democrats in New York City are oh, like eighty percent. I mean, it's high. So that means because of crime and maybe a great deal because of the economy too, but primarily right. crime. I think that is at the top of the list for voters in polls in New York City. That means Democrats switched to the Republican yeah. because of that issue. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about Kathy Hochul, uh, the the governor there in New York. She brought in Bill Clinton on the weekend to help her. Now, I want you to listen, Bill Clinton joking about crime. And then we have a response from New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. It's cut number seven. Lee Selvin, she makes it, he makes it sound like Kathy Hochul gets up every morning, goes to the nearest subway stop, and hands out billy clubs and baseball bats to everybody who gets on the subway. It looks like he's auditioning to replace Dwayne Johnson in all those movies.
that actually is not wrong. She is basically handing out weapons. People are committing crimes uh, all across the state. We had a horrible shooting uh, just a few nights ago in Rochester, New York, where I was at a Lee Zeldin rally. A four-year-old was shot in her car. Bill Clinton uh, is is wrong about this. Here's the guy that signed the crime bill back in 1994. This is a disaster, and that's why you see so many lifelong Democrats turning to Lee Zeldin for common sense. You know what, Bill, Bill Clinton? They're talking there. <clears throat> By the way, his voice is. I was going to say the that's same really thing. That's really weak. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, he, he's talking like a man who lives with private security behind guarded gates, which he does. Which. That's his life with 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 Secret Service protection. He's seventy six. I didn't realize he had slipped up that that high. He's seventy six. Seventy six. So uh, Biden's older than him. Yeah, <laughs> he's the same age as Trump. Yeah. Anyway, what you got there uh, is a guy out of touch. Mm-hmm. He's kind of mocking the idea that crime's an issue in the state of New York, um, and that's what. Anyway, we'll see. Tomorrow, if it, you talk about shock the world, if Zeldin beats uh, Kathy Hochul, Hochul. well, it's, that's a stupid argument that Bill Clinton was making. I know he's mocking, but still, nobody, nobody is saying that Kathy Hochul is directly responsible for the crime. They're right. saying her policies. And she's not doing anything about and it. And she's not doing anything about it. And to mock that and to mock the concerns of New York City voters who are terrified. They don't want to get on subways. I know. It. They're getting uh, people getting pushed onto the track. Stabbed. Yep. Uh, Was that know, New York City? Uh, you, know, you know, another thing here that's going on that, that we've talked about here, and, and this is a more broadly general discussion, general discussion, but what's going on in America, too, in addition to crime and punishment, or lack of punishment in blue states and big cities, and that that's that's coming back against the Democrats in this election cycle. It appears, <clears throat> but we have a spiritual and moral problem mm-hmm. in America that we're now beginning to see more and more the fruits, the bad fruits. Of, uh, of 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 the rejection of God, yes, and and the Ten Commandments, the mocking of religion, going on in our popular culture. Uh, you don't you don't you know, I'm I'm speaking as a nation. You don't shake your fist at God and not expect there aren't going to be consequences, right? To this, well, this is one of the reasons we exist here. We've been saying this. We've been trying to. You know, America needs to repent. I know when I say America, but it, you have to repent as an individual yes. before God to have forgiveness of your sin. But I'm just talking there are biblical principles right. that if a country abides by them, it will be blessed. But if a country uh, mocks them or rejects them or ridicules them, then uh, God will allow that country to go its own way, kind of like Romans chapter 1. Right. Am, am I preaching anything? Yeah, not no, true that's right. Here, here's two ways that countries can get themselves in trouble. First is by ignoring the owner's manual. And by that, I mean God has established humanity to uh, to behave and prosper in a certain way. So you can actually be a pagan culture and prosper by doing things the right way. 
even if you don't know that God set it up that way. So we're talking strong marriages, strong families, good work ethic. You know, when the Bible says that he who does not work does not eat, uh, when the Bible in Proverbs says that uh, the, the person who will not go out and work will get hungry, you've got to go out and if, if, if you do not follow those rules, your country suffers. So let me just set that aside and say that applies to everybody. If you don't play by the rules, your country won't prosper. Then there is a second path, and that is people who know there is a God, uh, but who reject him. We're getting to Romans chapter 1 here, where the Bible says that God reveals his wrath. The wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness. So nations like ours that have a Christian background but then who go on to shake their fist at God and say, I know what you Christians are saying, but we don't want your God. We don't need your God. We're kicking them out of our schools. We're removing prayer. We're removing the Ten Commandments. What's he going to do about it? You find out that way, too. So there are two ways. I don't ways. want to. I don't either. And that's why the church, that's why Christians need to, like you said, individually be very repentant and humble before God. That's what it says in uh, the Old Testament. If, we, if those who uh, are called by his name will humble themselves and pray and repent and seek, seek the face of God. Amen. I, I, just, I just sense, and this is just a sense, and I think it's shared by many, we're, we're, we're on the verge of unraveling. You know, people think things have always things that have always been will always will be in terms of our form of government, our freedoms, our liberty, our way of life, our economic prosperity that we've enjoyed in America. That's why people that's why people come by millions across our southern border. They want the opportunity to experience uh, economic prosperity too. The hope that we have in our country, the medical uh, the medical advancements we've made, the I mean, our, our way of life is better than anybody in the world, far and away, quite frankly, except for maybe a few exceptions that are, are near our equal. That, that, can, that can come to an end. Right. It's not guaranteed to last forever. There, as you say, Ed, you've got to follow certain principles right. to be able to maintain those standards of, of living in a way of life. And if you don't, You'll lose them, and we don't want to. Want, we don't really want to see what comes after that. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.